Well, good morning, Victory family and friends. Thank you, worship team, for uh, just that amazing rendition and arrangement of that song. Our God is a waymaker, and we are encouraged uh, by that truth and by that promise, um, because certainly there are times where it just we can't see how God is working, but what a reminder to know that God is, in fact, always at work on our behalf. Uh, today is the day, as Psalm 118 and 24 says, that the Lord has made, uh, and we do rejoice and we are glad in it. My name is Paul. I'm privileged to serve as pastor of Victory Church of Charlottesville, where we exist to see people reconciled to God and to each other. And I'm grateful, as I am every single week, that you have chosen to tune in and make us your church home for 29 minutes today. Uh, we've been in a series, a sermon series for the month of November entitled Give Thanks. Uh, and today I'm grateful for so many things. I shared uh, uh, some of that with uh, our team this morning on our Zoom call at 930. And, um, and I, am, I am just grateful for many of you, um, uh, all of you, who have been willing to see what God would do through you. Um, that has been encouraging your diligence in the word, your humility, your commitment to love others well um, and serve others well. Even when you may not be in a great place yourself, that's been inspiring and a blessing to me personally. And I know our family um, and our church body at large. And so I'm just thankful to be um, a part of our church. Uh, and and it's, it's, it's a gift. Uh, that I do not take for granted. Um, and next week, to that end, we're going to get to hear from one of you. Uh, I cannot wait to hear uh, Troy Savage. You can show some love in the chat, tell him you're praying for him. Uh, but Troy Savage has faithfully served um, on our prayer team as the prayer team coordinator since nearly the inception of Victory Church, uh, which we launched officially on a weekly basis in January of 2019. Uh, kind of quietly growing that team and providing uh, an exciting and clear structure within which we can all exercise our faith by talking to God uh, together, uh, which we do every Monday night from 8 to 8.20 p.m. Uh, and individually, those on the prayer team that are covering a particular topic every single day of the week, which includes you and it includes me. Uh, Troy also faithfully leads a victory group with his bride, Chantel, and they've been doing so over the last year. Uh, he even sang in our first Easter choir. Uh, come on, Troy, I remember that. Uh, and so next week, you're going to get a chance to hear from Troy uh, just as he breaks open the scriptures for us. And not only will you hear from Troy, but the entire or most of our prayer team, if not all, will also join him for some of that time, for a unique time of prayer that is participatory in nature. And so I hope you'll be present to experience and engage uh, that process. Um, let's come back next week. We'll extend the time a little bit. As I, as I usually say, I'm, I'm here for about 29 minutes on a Sunday morning, uh, uh, but, but next week we'll extend that, a bit, maybe 40, 45 minutes, maybe a little bit longer. So uh, I just believe it'll be a part of something special as we hear from more and more of you um, on a Sunday morning. My life's joy has always been, and in this role, it's it's no different, really, than to help others discover and deploy their God-given gifts. And no doubt, we have some amazing gifts 
in this congregation. And so Troy, prayer team, Victory fam, friends, I'm looking forward to it and I hope you'll be back with us next week at the same time. Today, turn with me though to 2 Timothy chapter 4 and we're going to look at verses 1 through 5. 2 Timothy chapter 4 uh, verses 1 through 5. Again, we've been in a series entitled Give Thanks uh, and um, so much to give thanks for. We had uh, Brother Joseph Williams this morning on our 930 call give a uh, just an amazing devotional uh, out, of, out of 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and 18. There's just so many uh, opportunities uh, for us to read about and learn from scripture and to embody in our sphere of influence this life of gratitude, this attitude of gratitude, this posture of giving thanks. And so we want to read this text today with that frame of reference and, uh, and prayerfully be encouraged by the end of it. Pray with me, will you? Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for the opportunity to study your word together. I pray that this word would drop 18 or so inches from our heads to our hearts and not just remain head knowledge, but be applied to our lived experience such that we can be more reconciled to you and more reconciled to each other as you've called us to be. I pray that you'd open our eyes, as it says in Psalm 119 and 18, so that we can see all of the wonderful things that you have for us in the word of God. Holy Spirit, uh, show up, speak, uh, because unless you speak, uh, there's no power. Uh, there's no power to really transform our lives. And so I thank you for the opportunity just to be the conduit of uh, your spoken word this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Lord, I thank you for Facebook Live. I tell you, I laugh myself because when we first planted the church, I said, oh, I'm not doing Facebook Live, Instagram Live. That's not me. We not. <laughs> Aha, look who's here now on Facebook Live, staring at a screen. But I'm grateful. I'm grateful that we can commune in, in these ways, whether it's on Zoom, where we can see each other and talk to each other and pray with each other, uh, or like this, where there's still an avenue to, to share the gospel of Jesus Christ and to provide opportunities, as referenced earlier, for, for some of you all to do the same on a Sunday morning in upcoming months. And so... Uh, God, you know, he, he's got a sense of humor like that, that I would be here on Facebook Live now. So um, we thank God for it and can't wait to get back to seeing you all in person when that time is right. And to that end, praying for all of us amidst the circumstance um, that, uh, that, that, that is warranting more restrictions now in this pandemic and knowing that there's fatigue and we're tired of COVID-19. Can I get an amen to that? But it's not tired of us. And so we're going to keep doing our part to be wise um and and no doubt uh be the church because COVID-19 can't stop the church and can't stop God anyhow with that said second Timothy chapter four verses one through five I've now got 16 minutes or 17 or so minutes uh it reads this way in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus who will judge the living and the dead and in view of his appearing and his kingdom I give you this charge preach the word be prepared in season and out of season Correct, rebuke, encourage with great patience and careful instruction. For the time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. They will turn their ears away from the, from the truth and turn aside to myths. But you, keep your head in all situations, endure hardship, do the work of an evangelist, discharge all the duties of your ministry. 
Amen to the word of God. Um, the title of the message this morning is Pursuing Ministry from a Place of Gratitude. Pursuing Ministry from a Place of Gratitude. This is where you turn your virtual neighbor and, and repeat that phrase to them. Pursuing Ministry from a Place of Gratitude. Uh, the Apostle Paul, who is the writer of this letter, is quite aware um, that this time or his time uh, on earth was nearly over. And so he's urging his spiritual son, Timothy, uh, just this morning, parenthetically, I was encouraging all of us or asking the question of all of us to reflect on who's your Timothy, who's your Paul, who's your Barnabas, who's your Silas, who's your Naomi, who's your Ruth, God help us to do life together. Anyways, Paul is urging his spiritual son, Timothy, in whom he had poured all along uh, and now is the recipient of this letter to carry on the good fight of spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ. Paul knows that he's going to have to do so through plenty of obstacles. Um, and yet he's saying, fight the good fight, Timothy. He's urging him to continue on beyond Paul. And this text, I believe, encourages us to observe at least three things uh, that we'll uh, attempt to address in the next few moments. Um, three things that we can observe from a place of gratitude about which I'd like to speak. One is amidst chaos, recognize God's presence. Two, publish Jesus. <laughs> and three, we commit to focus and finish. Firstly, amidst chaos, recognizing God's presence. Paul, uh, in his charge to Timothy, is, is reminding him in many ways that we all uh, and by extension, you and I, we're performing for an audience of one. There's a lot of noise in the stadium of life. A lot of noise right now. So much clamoring for our attention to direct our performance toward them. But, he says in this text, in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who will judge the living and the dead, and in view of his appearing and his kingdom, I give you this charge. In other words, Paul is saying, everything I've done, I now charge you to do and... I have done and want you to do with the knowledge that God is with you. He's watching you. He's present, just like he was with the three Hebrew boys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, in the fiery furnace in Daniel uh, 6, when they had refused to bow down to, to, to the king, uh, Nebuchadnezzar. Scripture says they were in there, and he saw not only three people walking, but there was a fourth person there. Thank God for the presence of God. Even when we try to uh, run away, if I can get a witness from Jonah, who said, uh, God, I hear you calling me, but I'm going to just try to roll and, and just head on over to Tarshish. I know you want me to go to Nineveh. And even in our own lives, when we've done similar things, God is right there. Um, you might have to send, like he did for Jonah, a divine Uber to pick us up to get us to where he wants to go, but his presence is there. It reminds me of a popular story that was told about the atheist who was walking through the woods. And as he was walking through the woods, he kind of marveled at the trees by saying, wow, what majestic trees. What, what, what an amazing sight. What powerful rivers. What beautiful animals, he said to himself. And as he was walking alongside this river, as the story goes on, he kind of heard a rustling in the woods and the bushes. And he turned and looked, saw the seven-foot grizzly bear charge towards him ran as fast as you and I both would probably, or maybe not, because I don't know that that's the thing you're supposed to do. But anyway, he ran in this story as fast as he could. 
looked over his shoulder, saw the bear was closing in on him, looked over his shoulder, shoulder again. The bear was even closer than he was before. And then this brother tripped and fell to the ground like, you know, your typical horror story in movie. Right. He rolls over to pick himself up and notices at that point the bear is right on top of him, reaching for him with his left paw and raising his right paw to strike him. And in that instant, the atheist cries out, oh, my God. Time stopped. The bear froze. Forest was silent. And as a bright light shone on this man, a voice came out of the sky. You called? Atheist looks directly into the light. He says, you know, it probably would be hypocritical of me in this moment to, to, to acknowledge and talk to you or to ask you to treat me like one of your own, right? But perhaps maybe you can just, just make, make the bear a Christian. Could you do that? Make the bear a Christian, help him be kind to me. And, and so the voice from the sky said, okay, very well. Um, the, the sounds of the forest resume time that seemed to have stood still now seems to be moving on. And the bear then puts both paws together, bows his head and says, Lord, I thank you for this food that I am about to receive from your bounty in Jesus name. <laughs> Psalm 139, seven through 10 says, where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee? From your presence, if I go to the heavens, you're there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. Romans 8, uh, 38 and 39 says it this way. I'm convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, height nor depth, anything else in all creation can separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Anybody thankful for the presence of God? The omnipresence of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And wouldn't it be nice then for the, the God of the universe, the creator of all things, including us, to say on a daily basis, well done, my good and faithful servant. Because we've, amidst chaos, amidst noise, recognized God's presence. We live differently when we recognize God's presence. We, secondly, publish Jesus from an immense place of gratitude when we recognize God's presence. Verse 2 says, preach the word, proclaim Jesus, shout about Jesus, declare Jesus, publish Jesus. I can remember when I left New York, uh, it was in 1997, high school, to go to the University of Virginia. I'll never forget my parents literally saying, um, we feel comfortable leaving you at this university because of these two people. And these two people they were talking about were Rick Turner and Sylvia Terry. Um, they were the deans at the time of the Office of African American Affairs. And my parents, both born in the South, Georgia and Alabama, and they in the Great Migration headed to New York, they, they felt something and they said, we feel good though, because of those two. And when my wife and I decided to return to the grounds of the University of Virginia in 2011, instead of going to Florida uh, with, with 75 degree weather in December, which was the other option at the time, we did so with the intent of discharging, if you will, the duties of our ministry as an expression of our thanksgiving for all that was given to us here. When the woman at the well in John 4 encountered Jesus, for example, she didn't just go away uh, talking about, oh, that was cool. Let me, let me just kind of get some Chick-fil-A and let me think about that. She dropped what she was doing 
ran and told all her town. No doubt filled with gratitude, she published Jesus from a place of thanksgiving. The two blind men healed in Matthew chapter 9. Those brothers spread Jesus all over the region. No doubt that too was an extension of their gratitude. What is your life? What's my life publishing in this Thanksgiving season and beyond? Text says, in season or out of season, whether Thanksgiving is this Thursday or not. Verse 3 says, for the time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they'll gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. King James Version says it this way, their own lust shall heap to themselves teachers. They will seek a kind of instruction that's more comfortable to their wishes and their feelings. And the truth is, we too at times can, we can go to great lengths, to be quite honest, not to have anybody around us who's going to challenge our way of thinking. So glad Dean Turner, <laughs> Dean Terry challenged my thinking. I'm glad Dr. Holcomb McCoy, when I was in grad school, challenged my thinking around some stuff. And out of thanksgiving to God and her and them, now I'm challenging students in a similar way. I'm, I'm hopefully there for them in the ways that those folks were there for me. I'm glad just two days ago that my brother, my best friend, Pastor Marion Mason, who preached to us, uh, a couple of weeks ago, called me out on some stuff that might actually, though well-intentioned, get in the way of what God ultimately wants to do in me, through me, with victory. Verse 4 of our text goes on. It says, they'll turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths. But Paul says to Timothy in verse 5, as I prepare somehow to close this thing in <laughs> some way, keep your head in all situations, endure hardships, do the work of an evangelist, discharge all the duties of your ministry. Final point as we close, recommit to focus and finish. It's not going to be easy. It's not supposed to be easy. You can expect challenge, Timothy. Heck, Paul is saying, I'm locked up as I write this. Brother was writing from prison. I'm in the middle of grieving, grieving my, father's, my father's death right now, as one of my other best friends right now is doing this week. I'm in the middle of a pandemic trying to figure out if God is calling me to shift geographically or not. I'm in a pinch, and I don't know if another stimulus check is coming or not. It's not supposed to be easy, Timothy. Recommit to focus and finish. Verse 5 of, of the message version of the Bible says it this way. Keep your eye on what you're doing. Focus with the heart of thanksgiving. Do the work of an evangelist. Tell your story this week. Your story, my story, it's God's story because we're made in God's image. Discharge all of the duties of your ministry. Leave it all on the field, as it were. Another version of scripture says, carry out your ministry fully. And so this, this week, and even beyond this week, just for some context, um, you know, as we, many of us stay home and, and celebrate Thanksgiving likely in an unusual fashion for many of us. Uh, the prayer is that we recognize God's presence amidst these circumstances that are bringing about such a surreal state of affairs. That we publish Jesus in the midst of the noise. And that we would renew our commitment to focus and to finish, to finish well. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for this morning. Uh, just this opportunity to share, to, to delve into the scripture, 
uh, a little bit as it relates to how we can continue to see you, to declare your promises, to refocus, course correct as necessary, and finish well. All from a place of gratitude for the one who did all those things well on our behalf when we didn't deserve it even. You recognize Jesus, the presence of God, and said, though I want this cup to pass for me, no, let your will be done. You published the gospel, though you were tempted by sin, you didn't. You focused, <laughs> you finished, even forgiving those while suffering and dying on the cross. Help us, Lord, to emulate and embody your image well, to bear your image well here in the earth amidst the chaos that pales into comparison of the chaos that you had to endure. But no doubt, it is chaos nonetheless that we feel today. From a place of gratitude, let us discharge all of the duties of our ministry and just see what you might do through us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Fam, we absolutely love you. Um, I encourage you tomorrow night at 8 p.m. Uh, you can look on our website if it's not in the chat. I know there are a lot of links that are flowing in the chat. Um, but you can call in on our conference call line to join us for prayer. We're there every Monday night at 8 o'clock. We'd love to have you. Just uh, And it's for 20 minutes, 8 to 8.20. It goes really quickly. We pray into this scripture. So we extend this moment. Uh, a little bit longer, if you will, uh, in a way that allows us to talk to God about it in our community and our broader uh, Charlottesville, Virginia, and even national community. So we love you. Join us tomorrow night and come back next week. It'll be a special treat. Love y'all. Let's live in victory.